0: This episode of Zero to Travels brought to you by the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder with seven drive modes. The Pathfinder's available intelligent 4x4 is built for even the most epic journeys. Learn more at nissanusa.com. Come here, Ellie. Really quickly, let's bring you on the podcast here. And Oscar, what did you like most about traveling in the USA? Disney World. Yeah. Disney World. I like rice. Rides. There you have
1: it.
0: (laughs) You're listening to the Zero to Travel podcast, where we explore exciting travel-based work, lifestyle, and business opportunities, helping you to achieve your wildest travel dreams. And now your host, world wanderer and travel junkie, Jason Moore. Hey, what's up? It's Jason with ZeroToTravel.com. Welcome to the show, my friend. Thanks for hanging out, letting me bring a little travel into your ears today. This is the show to help you travel the world on your terms, to fill your life with as much travel as you desire, no matter what your situation or experience. I am sitting on the couch in my backyard with what is apparently the hardest guest to book. You know, originally I was set to interview Brad Pitt right at this moment. It was going to be a big tell-all Uh, We were going to go deep on his life, and it was going to be huge, but you know what, my guest today, uh, this was the only time I could really get her, so I had to say, sorry, Mr. Pitt, I I can't do this because I've got my lovely wife Anadorta here to talk about our trip to America. Anadorta, welcome back to the show, my friend. Thank you. <laughs> you are so tough to get on this podcast, even though I see you almost 24 hours a day. That's true. <laughs> Nowadays. Busy. Anyway. Oh, it's busy. By the way, give, give a little, we, we got some wind chimes that we brought back to the States. Can you give us a little, since you're sitting there, put, put the microphone up to there. We went to a Zen garden in um, a Japanese garden in Portland. That's good. Those are nice. And we got these wonderful wind chimes that are based off the intro notes to Amazing Grace. Now what they're hanging up here. So anyway, if you hear some chimes in the background. Welcome.
1: Thank you. How how
0: are you doing today? Good. Yeah.
1: How are you? Thanks for having me.
0: (laughs) You're very Welcome. (laughs) Um, we're doing that really good parenting thing where our kids are sitting in front of the TV watching a movie while we record this because it's summer holiday. But I didn't want too much time to go by before we recorded this because we're fresh off our trip to the States. And I wanted you to, I'll I'll get into why I wanted you to create this list. But for those folks from the U.S. who are listening to this, this might be an opportunity to, to maybe see your country in a new light. Maybe Anadorta will... You know, being from Norway, she might be seeing things that we don't normally see when we're in our home country. And um, maybe we can gain a new appreciation for some of the aspects of traveling at home if you're from the States. And for those of you listening outside of the States, maybe this will be giving you some reasons to visit or uh, just just some food for thought. So quickly, do you want to outline our our trip just, just briefly?
1: Yeah. So in end of May, we traveled to the U.S. and we went to Florida to visit your family and we have been in the States for almost six weeks, five and a half week. and most of the time was spent in Florida for the kids the whole time and we went to lovely Portland, Oregon for uh, six days, but this time I was mostly because of seeing family, uh, which was very nice.
0: Yeah. I just want to give you a little bit of context of of what we're talking about. Almost six weeks in the States, mostly in Florida. Anna, Dorothy and I, like she said, got a quick jaunt to Portland, Oregon. So we're going to get into this list. First, I do want to give a shout out to a listener who left me a message about her long-term plan for a life of travel with her husband, which they can't live out quite yet. But in the meantime, they've created what I think is a great plan for getting their travel fix before They take off for good. And this might be something to think about if you're somebody listening who maybe you're saving for a big trip, like you're going to take a gap year or you're going to spend a year traveling around the world. And it might take you a few years to save up for a trip like that. But, you know, you don't want to just not travel in between. So she's going to share an idea around that. Now, I want to play this voicemail from Zero to Travel podcast listener Donna, checking in from down under. Here's what she had to say.
2: Hi, Jason. It's Donna from Perth, Western Australia. I've been listening to your podcasts for the last two years and they have really set me on fire. Thank you. I just got to say thank you to you and all your guests that you have on. Such an inspiration. Well, I'm 55, my husband's 57. And. I gave up my full-time job as an early childhood teaching assistant and have started some, you know, little side hustles that hopefully will now um, give me the flexibility to do more travel and with my husband. But he's still five, seven years off retiring and I'm just happy as a pig in mud doing what I'm doing. But he's going off to work every day. Just seeing out his last seven years of work. So, I've created a schedule that's on our fridge now that every year we have a holiday. So, we'll alternate between a short holiday now, we're just going to go off to Lombok for two or three weeks. The year after that, we'll disappear for six weeks and go to Vietnam. The year after that, we'll do another little short two or three holiday, two or three week holiday. After that, we'll do another big long holiday. Etc. for, you know, the next couple of years, then we will be retired, the ultimate long holiday. Um, but why wait till then? So we've started now. Okay. I just got to say thank you once again. I'm running out of time. Bye now.
0: Love that. Love to hear the sounds of Australia like yes. that. Thank it's you. Great. Thanks, Donna. It sounds like alternating between the short and long holidays is something that's going to allow you to, To keep saving for retirement and still travel, and that seems like a great balance for you. And I feel like everybody has to find that balance, right? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, it's a part of life, working for (laughs) most of us. And uh, but it's nice to have a plan like that and to have something to look forward to, which sounds like they have a really good plan.
0: Yeah, I think one of the tricks too is just having those travel and life experiences (laughs) without going broke. Yeah, we spent quite a bit of money i'd say in the states and there's inflationary reasons and things like that but we were prioritizing this experience this summer with our family
1: yeah yeah we had decided beforehand that we were going to spend some money and spend time together and that's what we have done and probably also gained too much because we've (laughs) eaten too much ice cream but i think it's smart to have if you're traveling with somebody, for example, your spouse, or you should talk about budget. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, what are we willing to spend and why? And we both decided that this was a trip that we we were okay with spending some money and we saved up. We haven't really traveled much during Corona. So it was a reason to have fun and do a lot of things with our kids, which has been great.
0: Yeah, thanks. I ha- I hadn't thought about bringing this up, but I do think what you said is an important point. The, the double intention, the dual intention we had, one, to spend time with family. So we created space, mental space and actual space through our, like, you took a leave of absence from your work. I left some, uh, my own business behind. And we just created the space for ourselves for this time together. And then the intention you mentioned behind... I think it was just more of a mindset for me, like, hey, we're going to spend some money on this. We're going to spend some thousands of dollars, and I'm totally cool with that. Like, I want to have this experience with my family. You know, we're not going to go broke. Uh, We we can afford to do it right now. And I think, at least for me, when I have that intention, that mindset of like, hey, I'm just going to like enjoy some of the fruits of my labor and not think too much about what I'm spending, not like I'm going to foolishly, you know, start throwing money all around and and just wasting it, but you know what I mean? Just enjoying it as opposed to worrying about it.
1: Yeah. and, And we talked about it. It has been probably like you say, the mindset that you, you have decided that. So you don't panic when you see like, oh my gosh, we've used so much money, but we had a mutual agreement on that. It's okay that we are spending some money. Yeah. Yeah
0: going to have some fun with it. Well, we did have a lot of travel experiences. And let's talk about this list of yours. Our trip, you heard a bit of context around our trip. We did go to Disney World. (laughs) We did spend time in Fort Myers, Florida with family. And we did go to Portland, Oregon. And I asked you to put together this list for a couple reasons. First of all, I was really curious... In general, about how you see America as a foreigner, even though you're married to me and we've been married for years, and you've been to America multiple times, you know you're still a foreigner. I mean, you're from Norway. You you're still seeing it with different eyes, right? And so I thought it'd be super fun to hear your take and riff on these things a bit. And then secondly, I just thought. It would be fun to share this with listeners here to see if they, you know, maybe agree or disagree with any of your points. If this sparks any new perspectives for them, maybe creates new appreciations, like I said at the top, just to see. And and also for me, maybe this will help me see some of the things from my own home country. I come from the U.S. with fresh eyes. So you can tell me about your list and how you created it, and then let's get into it, if you don't mind.
1: Well, it was... A fun challenge. And this is not based only on the trip we had now. This is based on my experience with being in America. Several times now, I love America. It's a lot of things to love America for. Unfortunately, there are some things that is not that great, too, uh, which is is in every country. And this is not to discuss politics, obviously. It's
0: all subjective. Yeah,
1: it's subjective. And in this episode, we're focusing on the positive about America, not like the topics that are really like politics, like a lot of things that I don't really understand but this is about the positive things yeah. so we're
0: going to we're going to have some fun with
1: this yeah yeah so it's the top 6 things yeah. for me yeah. that i think is the best about traveling in america
0: okay you want to lay it on it this is sort of ranked right i mean this ranking could change tomorrow but we kind of did it from you did it from 6 to 1 i don't know the list by the way that's what makes this fun because you're going to reveal this In real time, and then we can just kind of talk about it. Yep. You want to give us your number six?
1: Yep. It's kind of probably weird, but if you've been to Europe, you will probably understand it. This is something Americans should be very proud of and very glad that you have, Mm -hmm. and that's available toilets and restrooms everywhere <laughs> <laughs> yes it is great especially for me and our family i think because oh. we are going to the bathroom all the time oh, all and the time. with uh, it's Um with kids it's really really nice but it's also like here in norway and also in europe you It can be hard to find, like, a toilet when you're out.
0: Annoyingly hard.
1: Yeah, and you have to pay for it. And I feel like that's, like, a thing in America that it's really available, and it's free, and it's normally clean and nice. Yeah, it's great, especially also when you're traveling. You want to be able to easily have access to bathrooms.
0: Yeah, I mean, every human needs to go to the bathroom, so it always boggles my mind in Europe how progressive they are, whatever, I'm using air quotes, that they just can't more easily provide this basic need. At the Oslo City Mall, for example, it's a mall, you go, it's a shopping mall. You have to pay, what is it now? I think 25 crowns.
1: Yeah, like $2, maybe. It's
0: like two or three bucks to go to the bathroom. And we went to an outlet mall. Uh, Sanibel outlets near Sanibel Island in Florida and they specifically say in the sign there's bathrooms in every store they're like letting you know hey it's okay to go to the bathroom in any store we even went into a luggage store and I'm like there can't be a bathroom here It's nothing but luggage and uh, then our daughter had to go to the bathroom (laughs) big surprise and we they opened the back door and there we were with the boxes and things we were in the bathroom so interesting on your list bathrooms (laughs) (laughs) bathrooms <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, well uh, like you said everybody have to go <laughs>
0: toilet talk potty humor
1: no it's not humor. No, I know it's I uh know. it's necessary.
0: it is it is a very nice part about it. you know people are like all right yeah i think you're going to give us some re- reasons to travel to america we're not uh we're not traveling to america just for the bathrooms are we
1: oh no no, no. <laughs> that, that's why it's probably number six of the yeah, okay top six that's yeah. good
0: though i like it and i agree
1: yeah So now my number five is the diversity in landscape that you have in America. Mm. You can like experience beaches and really, really nice beaches and awesome forests and and mountains. You have deserts, you have the flat landscape, you have everything. Mm. And I really like and value that.
0: It's a huge country. It is overwhelming almost when you're thinking about the diversity of landscape and being intentional with what you want to do with your time. So if you're listening to this and you're, you're planning a trip around the States.
1: Yeah. You can go like, you can go on like a beach holiday. You can go on a fjord cruise up in Alaska. You can go skiing in the mountains. You can have the total flats landscape. Yeah. You can go hiking. You can, yeah. You can. It's pretty incredible. Get everything. In Just a way. watch
0: Forrest Gump run across America. And you yeah, see. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> you
1: the time, know- like, you can also like, yeah. You can live in Colorado in the winter, for example, and you go to one of the coasts, and you have the summer. Yeah, which is, of course, like America is a huge country. So, but it, I think it's, it's a very nice thing about. Absolutely, um, the U.S.
0: 100% agree, and it's one of my favorite places. I think it is my favorite place to travel overland because you just see that gradual change over days. And I've driven from San Francisco to New York, for example. I've crisscrossed it every which way for many years, and it's it never ceases to amaze me the the sunsets and the desert landscapes and the mountains and the like. You said the prairies and the Midwest and everything. Uh, I'd love that. That's on your list. Yeah. Two. We'll be back in a moment. This episode is brought to you by U.S. Bank. Recently, I went out for tacos and it wasn't even Friday. Yes, we have Taco Friday in Norway and enjoy the ride. Along the way, learn more at nissanusa.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Okay.
1: Um Moving on. number 4. All right. It's helpful and nice people. For the most, I think Americans <laughs> are really nice people. Mm. Um props
0: to the people.
1: Yes. Americans are in general very nice. They go out of their way uh, many, many times. I have experienced that. Very helpful. Are interested. I find the American people very friendly. For the most.
0: Yeah, I mean, of course.
1: You can always experience (laughs) some that is not. But I think if you go to America, you will experience that people are very friendly.
0: Yeah, right. Was there like an interaction or two that stands out that made you think of this?
1: I just... I feel like every time I'm in the U.S., you always meet somebody that is very nice. Like, I I remember I I told you that the first experience with America for me was New York. And I know you say that it's not necessarily known for being the most friendly on the East Coast. But I remember the first time there and also my family that we thought it was very friendly. Yeah. Yeah, it is, it is. Yeah. And it's um, a different kind of friendly. It's like but an been, angry
0: friendly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. And I, since I'm married to you now, I understand how that is. Well, it's just um, a New York,
0: you have to know the New York way. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So, but,
1: I have experienced like one time we were in Washington and it was like a snowstorm and this policeman came and like helped, like he he tried to save me. He was like, you have to go inside and, you know, like super friendly and nice. Looking out for you. Looking out for me. In stores, people are friendly. And I think also it's something in the culture you use more, maybe a a little bit more formal tone than we are having here in Northern Europe.
0: I mean, I've heard it. People say, you know, they think, or, or like Europeans say that Americans are. I'm gonna play the devil's advocate here, I guess, and just get the other side. Like that, Americans are. Oh, it's like fake friendly. Like they're like, "How you doing?" And I that's just, you feel know, that.
1: I I feel like it's genuinely like, genuine. but of course, yeah, genuine. Sorry, but of course, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's. I no. agree
0: with you. I think it's genuine. I just think they misinterpret the. There's a certain um jargon that is used in every language, right? One of the things that we say in America is like, Oh, how you doing? Yeah. You know, and like and people might say, people here might say, not necessarily in Norway, but I've talked to Europeans where they say, uh, hey, like they don't they're saying how you doing, but they don't really care how you're doing. It's like, well, no, that's just kind of like a greeting. It's like saying hello. Yeah. You're taking it too literally. It's just the expression yeah. that they use to kind of greet you. And sometimes you'd say like I find that Americans can be really engaging with the conversation and are willing to go deeper than the surface level yep. pretty quickly. For example, we were standing in line at the airport on our way to Portland, oh, yeah. and the woman in front of us, I don't even remember how we started. Did we even start talking to her? Or we just mm-hmm. I might have asked a question like, is this the, I don't even know. Yeah,
1: we were standing in line, and they were. She was behind
0: She's like, uh, we said like one thing, yep. I think. I only remember it might have been just like, oh yeah, it's good to have some coffee now or something. Who knows? She was like, oh, I just have to tell some, can I tell you something? And she's standing there. She was probably about 70, maybe yeah, 65. 60, and 70, she's standing yeah. there with a, a man who's probably 50 or whatever, f- 55 maybe. She's like, this is my biological son. And we only just met like two years ago. Yeah. And now we've reconnected and, and like, he's he's just like super happy with his birth parents and now we're going to see and it was like a whole story and yeah, we were it was just like sweet. wow oh my gosh and it was yeah. like i can't believe this woman's just opening up about this totally personal thing that's going on in her life yeah. and i mean that he seemed like kind of like yeah mom you know but she's like i had him when i was 16 and i didn't know what to do so i'm so grateful that the uh, the the adoptive parents excuse me like raised him and he's had a good life and he's like oh yeah i have and you know and it was just like they'd only their mother and son but they'd only had spent
1: yeah a couple of the years the last
0: couple of years together yeah. and probably you know when they can see each other i don't know how much time they've spent together but it was just it was like a 5 minute interaction and we got a we got a serious story about their life and that was just in an air in an airport security line
1: yeah so yeah, it was and it was sweet and it wasn't like that she wanted any attention for it it was just like a I She was so happy. She needed to tell, which was very sweet.
0: Yes. All right. Um, our kids are talking to us now. Since they're here, we might as well bring Ellie out and Oscar. Come here, Ellie, really quickly. Let's bring you on the podcast here and Oscar. What did you like most about traveling in the USA? Disney World. Yeah. Disney World. I love rice rides there you have it (laughs) disney world and rides and your family right spending time with your mommy and daddy right yeah (laughs) i I have to just like plan it into their subconscious (laughs) okay mom has got number
1: three on her list number three it's not a surprise for you but it might be surprisingly for listeners
0: okay now i'm curious
1: it's american grocery stores oh yeah one of my big favorite thing to go to in america <laughs> it's,
0: it's not the grand canyon it's not new <laughs> oh, York. Yeah. it no i'm kidding it's the Publix in south florida <laughs> no it's not
1: but it's just uh the selection If it is it's off the chain yo and it's also fun cuz it's like people watching and it's like yeah it, and it's a lot of things that we don't have in in Norway so it's it's fun. I can spend a lot of time there. I just like it. <laughs> Listen, I
0: I don't find this weird at all and I don't think listeners will find this weird if you think about it because well you can weigh in and let us know. I always have a link to the voicemail box to so leave a message if you'd like about this. But I know when I go to a foreign country I love going to the grocery yeah. stores. Yeah.
1: I, I love it in other countries too. Yeah. It's just that in America they are like so huge. <laughs> and like the selection like another but I also lo- love it in like small stores in Greece or like, you know, I love it in, absolutely. in Germany and yeah. you know, I, I like it in other countries too. But it's something special about the American grocery stores.
0: <laughs> the, absolutely. And it it is next level, even for me going back well, here's a funny story. So when we first got there, we stayed with my dad in Fort Myers for 13 days, my dad and my stepmom. And you know, we had to sort of get our supplies. We had to get some things from the grocery store. And my dad, he's he usually drives to the store and then my stepmom Alicia will go in and he'll like wait out in the car. So he drove me to the store because we were all in the same car. It was just me and him. And he's like, I'm like, I'll just run in and get some things just to kind of get us going for the first couple of days of course I was in there for like a half hour (laughs) and he's like, well, what took you so long? Well, first of all, when I've been out of my home country for a long time and I come back to the store, it's always totally shocking and, and overwhelming and just like, wow, it's like kid in a candy store. Like, first of all, what new products are there? There's like 15 different kinds of peanut butter and cheese nips and you can get like, you know, extra toasty Cheez-Its and regular Cheez-Its and Cheez-Its with, you know, it's like it's (laughs) unbelievable and that's just the Cheez-Its. I mean, it's just so much stuff. So they come out with new things and then they have like my favorite things and you're just looking around like, oh my gosh, what do I want? This is crazy. I haven't gotten to have any of this food. And then also just the practicality of, well, how big they are.
1: Yeah, you need a map almost. Yeah, so
0: I was like trying to explain to my dad, well, you know, I forgot one thing so I had to go back all the way to the other side of the store that I was on. That's like a half a mile walk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm exaggerating, of course, but <laughs> you know, so if you just, but if you do that a few times and you don't know where anything is, cause it's not the store you go to, you walk like three miles in the store just to get all the things you need. Anyway, grocery stores. I love that that's on your list. <laughs> By the way, outside of America, what is your favorite place to go
1: in grocery stores? Yeah. Do you
0: have a do you have one?
1: Germany, I think. Okay. Yeah. Germany have great grocery stores.
0: All right. We're getting down to number two and one. Drum roll, please. Well, we shouldn't do that to one. Yeah. Well,
1: number two is that I love the small towns in America. Oh. Just a small town girl. Exactly. Cause I am. I am a small town girl. You are. How many people
0: come from your town? You should let people uh, know.
1: You're like 1,200.
0: 1,200 people.
1: Itty-bitty, teeny-weeny town. Ain't mm. it all.
0: But it's got some beauty.
1: It's a beautiful place. A beautiful place. And that's probably also because I maybe I feel home or something, but yeah. I love the mountain towns, the small mountain mm-hmm. towns. Okay, yeah. But but I love, we didn't get like,
0: to hit any on this trip, but...
1: No, not the mountains down. Yeah. But just like road tripping in america and go to small towns yeah is amazing i think
0: is it the charm
1: yeah it's charming and it's yeah i Why? I, I like the same thing here um i just i don't know i love the cities too but it, i think like the i love the architecture i love like going to like gas station and just see like, you know, they like kind of them, for some of them are like totally beaten up and yeah. like then they can have some quirky small shops and yes. restaurants yeah. and yeah, I like like the small places. Mm. I think it's very charming.
0: Yeah, and they're like, I think quirky was a great word.
1: And you can find some really treacherous I think. Like you can find like cool bars that are unique. Like I remember, I think it was in uh, Steamboat. Yeah. Uh, in Colorado, we went and we went to this bar, which was like totally fun and weird and and sort of divey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't remember the um, name of that place. And you can find like thrift stores that have like really cool things. I just it's genuine and it's yeah. yeah. I like that.
0: Yeah, it's funky. You know, Portland, I think, is the definition of funky from a city perspective. I, and I, I one of the reasons why. I kind of thought about this when we were walking around Portland. I think we talked about it. We were cruising the strip on one of those strips. Just did a lot of walking there, which I love, just wandering around cities. But, you know, they fight hard against chains, big chains and big companies, I feel, in in Portland, Oregon and some cities like that. I think everybody um, does. (laughs) Yeah, so consequently, you get a lot of independently owned businesses. And when you stack a series of independently owned businesses and pack them into a city it becomes u- as unique and as funky and as eclectic as each individual human is yeah. right because yeah. everybody's bringing their own unique experience to their business yeah and the the homogeneity of like Starbucks or something like that where it's just you know it's going to kind of like look and feel the same everywhere well, it's going to be completely different based on those business owners' personalities. So, you jam all that together, and it just makes a very uh, for a very unique place. Yeah, you know. So,
1: support local businesses. Yeah, it's important.
0: All right, number okay, one.
1: Number one, it is the American national parks and. Reservates. I, is that what you call it? Res-
0: just the natural areas that are protected, yeah. you could say, right? I mean, um, there's a lot of...
1: Forests. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love that. It's perfect. There's national parks
0: and national forests yeah. and different yeah. protected areas. And
1: I love that. That's my top number one thing. The protected nature. Yeah. Areas. Yeah. yeah. The national parks. We've like, been to a few. I know you've been to more than me, obviously, but I just think it's so important for America to keep that, to take care of it and not fall for the tempest of like selling out land, for example, because it's so important to to keep it. And also like I think America is, I remember the first time we went to the Rocky Mountain National Park, it was for me, it was a little surprising that... But I understand that it's so big. But you have paved roads, for example, in... Which is not normal here. But I understand it in the way of, like, having it as an access to all people. And I think that is very important, too. Mm-hmm. But it's... um, Yeah, it's like uh, pearls in America is the national parks. Mm. And I love going to them.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, there's even small areas... Throughout, you, also, yeah. you know, like we went to the the slough, the slough. Yeah, that's why I you, didn't
1: say only national parks, but also the forests and the reservoir. Is that what you call it?
2: Yeah,
0: the reserves and the yeah. yeah. I'm even blanking out on some of this because I started speaking Norwegian for the first time in a while when I came back. And now I'm starting to forget some English words. But, <laughs> um, the slough was a good example of a, just a small like art our dad and stepmom took us there first where you walk and they built these planks that run through essentially like sort of cypress tree, like swampy type thing, not swampy, but it's these trees are growing out of the water and they have an elevated walkway and you can see like birds and frogs and lizards and alligators and things like that. And it's just really cool how they built this because you wouldn't, Nobody's going to put on, you know, you're not going to like swim through that or wade through miles of hot, you know, so the fact that they built these wooden boardwalks to go and take you into this forest that you wouldn't, wouldn't really be accessible. And that's just a small little reserve area, but it's still fairly big. And there's just so many little places like that, I feel, even outside of just the major sort of highlight national parks, I think Yosemite and Grand Canyon and those big ones. But there's a lot of small little... Yeah. Gems that are just small uh preserves. Yep. Was yeah, the, you know, what was. preserves yeah. Yeah, that's one of us. Preserves and yeah. uh you know, yeah, national forests and things like that that are a bit off the beaten track. So nice list, buddy.
1: yeah that's my um uh, top. Let's six. recap.
0: Let me recap this. Uh, number six, the toilets. <laughs> number five, the landscapes, number four, the people. I'm glad the people were not in front of the toilets on Adorta because yeah. you are married mm. to an American man.
1: I know. Maybe it should be higher up. I don't know.
0: <laughs> the grocery stores were higher than the people. Though. Number well, three. I don't know.
1: Maybe I should like, well, no, maybe they it's, are. I know. I,
0: I made you sort of rank it at the last minute, but I, I understand it's, you're just talking about the experience. You're not, um, number <laughs> I'm two, I'm an introvert. <laughs> number two is the small towns. And number one is the protected nature areas. Uh, you know, I don't see food on this list, A D. No. Well I mean, what about the ice cream places? Mm-hmm. What about those big portions that people say that's a negative that. or a positive, depending mm-hmm. on how you look at it? Gigantic I like, portions.
1: I I like that you have doggy bags. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, this wasn't about we can probably make an episode with just food. Yeah. This is my top six. Yeah, And of course, like, you can fill it in with like, oh, I like going to the small towns and have try out different small restaurants and stuff. That can be a thing. But we also had some bad experience with that. So, no, it's not about the food this time. But you can build it into the grocery stores where Mm -hmm. you can buy food and you have a huge uh, Mm -hmm. selection. Ice cream. We had some really good ice cream, especially in Portland. Salt and straw was... Dynamite. that was so good also love boats in uh fort myers florida yeah. that's good shout out to them i really appreciate the small places and the nature that's yeah yeah
0: and by the way f- we forgot to mention at the top we we said that we both agreed when you were going to make this list that it was a given that family would have been oh yeah. you know, seeing the family and, and being Absolutely. reconnected with them was the whole reason we went. Yeah. So we didn't yeah. put that on the list because that was just a given. We yeah. didn't want to eat up a spot with, with the family because no, that, that was the number one reason we went. Yeah. Um, and it was so wonderful to see everybody. So if you're all listening, it's great to see you. Thanks for the hospitality. Absolutely. Uh, and Orta, one of the things that people do love, uh, I, I find, about you coming on the show, particularly my family, is that you usually make fun of me or tell some embarrassing stories. Do you have anything to share? <laughs> before we let you go i feel like i just made it through a podcast without you getting too many digs on me really any digs at all so yeah. i feel pretty lucky
1: trying to be a good girl wow she's, I don't know. she's
0: at a loss for words oh, for yeah. once I oh, am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well we had a good time and a lot of laughs
1: I'd say it It was a great trip along the way. And America is a great country. Just uh, fix your politics a little bit. (laughs) All right. All right. So there we go.
0: (laughs) A Norwegian's (laughs) top six reasons to love traveling in the USA. Let's hear yours, whether you're from the States or not. I'd love for you to add to this list. You can drop me a a line, Jason at com, anytime, or you can click that link in every show notes. It goes right to the voicemail box. No email required. You just leave a 90 second voicemail. Of course, if you haven't jumped on the list, zero to travel.com. Keep in touch with uh, all of the good stuff off the podcast. And I got some new projects in the works that are brewing. So I want to keep you posted on those as well. If you listen to the show, you want to stay in touch. We'd love to have you on the free newsletter there. Anodorta, I have asked you to kindly provide the quote for this show. I do not have a quote, but I like to close out with a nice, thoughtful quote. And I'm, I'm going to turn it over to you to leave us with that.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm sure you've told that we also have a very nice sin calendar. So Wisdom from the East. Yes. Love that calendar. It's not travel related. It's just in general. But I think it's something we all have to remember when things aren't going so great, maybe. Or we have done something and feel like we have failed. And that you should be kind to yourself the quote is like this Our greatest glory is not in never falling, but in rising every time we fall.
0: Love it. I'll leave you with that. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time.
1: Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by ZeroToTravel.com. Ideas and advice to make your travel
2: dreams a reality.